0: Welcome to the Point in Progress podcast, episode 39. Your one-stop shop for news, recommendations, and some spicy takes. Join five friends across three time zones and two countries every week as we discuss all things we love while still thr- thinking critically about them. I almost got all that the, perfect. The almost all the, the entire time except for that one point. I am your Happened host this week. week. You know what? <laughs> Thanks, Mario. Yeah. I appreciate that support. I am your host this week, Fee. I almost said harv but I did not. <laughs> it is Fee. Because <laughs> I saw you moving on the side like the uh, like the corner of my eye doing something, and I'm like, oh my god, I am about to just like go cut too, but no. <laughs> I hope
1: everybody Everybody still. Everybody stayed still. <laughs> everybody,
0: everybody everybody stay still. Um it's um I hope everyone has been having a great week. Um, I know it's, we've already started straight into chaos, but yeah, we'll just see who's here this evening. We'll start off. Mario, how's it going?
2: Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, good going through and doing some work, uh, with some fine folks, specifically, uh, Harv here. Uh, I don't know if you saw his last TikTok that he posted. I helped make that uh, really funny stuff. So having a blast doing work like that
1: burned everybody alive.
2: <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, had immediately I was like, okay, how am I going to work Adam Sandler in this? Perfect. Uh, Wow. so very very much doing little projects like that and all the little tiktoks that we've been doing for sure
0: okay and the team killer himself harv how are you doing today
1: <laughs> i've won that game that's all that matters I, I killed the team but we won the game at the end of it mm-hmm. wow. um <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> it was an accident it was all an accident i
2: one g to your whole fucking team <laughs> oh dude it was it
1: was it was brutal because they were in a box so they had no way to escape <laughs> No, yeah. they're on their own fire and i was like oh my god i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> yeah. wow yeah but I, i'm i'm doing okay i'm doing okay it's been a long week um i am all sorts of out of my mind right like i like i don't know what's going on really so a little here bit we more are. than usual here we happens. Are. yeah a little bit yeah a little bit more than usual usually i'm like i'm i'm good but today i'm just kind of like wow
0: Man, you know, oh! I'm the chaotic one that's messaging you, saying like I don't know what's happening, and then you're just like everything will be okay. And then today you messaged me, and I'm like radio silent because I had to get ready for the
1: podcast. This is this is a relationship we have right here. I... <laughs> Whoops, it was,
0: it was a mistake. It was a mistake, guys. All right, and Sly, how are you doing tonight? I have
3: spent the last like week or two being just like so overwhelmed by the idea of things needing to be done well. Uh, And today I said fuck it and have decided to become an agent of chaos. So those are the vibes for tonight. Um, I'm halfway through redoing my hair, of course. So we get blonde this week. It's a look. Um, And yeah, I'm just
0: embracing the chaos. (laughs) <laughs> sounds chaotic but great. And Frank, how are you doing this evening?
2: I mixed cherry and blueberry Kool-Aid into a oh. into a bottle, and I've been drinking that. And it's pretty fucking good, actually. That sounds good.
0: All right. No. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Apparently, we have more than one agent of chaos on the podcast <laughs> this evening.
2: Cherry and Ooh. cherry and uh, blueberry Kool-Aid actually go pretty well, you know. It comes out purple. Dude, I
1: haven't had a Kool Aid in years. Yeah. Cool, Kool Aid?
2: Hear me it's out. Pretty good. Hear me out. Is there so the Kool Aid man is red, right? Is there a blue lady <laughs> Kool Aid lady? Okay. That, well, I think on each I think on each label of Kool Aid, there's like a like a different color of Kool Aid man. Is there? I didn't know. I that. think Kool Aid man's only the color he represents that day. You know.
0: I mean, I guess it's just like the Valid. liquid inside of him is the one, mm-hmm. the thing that changes. It's not like it's a different colored class or something. It's just the cool- anyway <laughs> Kool-Aid aside, we'll get into How some is- kisses of Kool-Aid. We need some
2: Kool-Aid man lore. Can we get a Kool-Aid How man TV show? Many How we have we not had that yet? I mean, tell me about it. Kool-Aid people are oh there. Uh, is it like MMs where like they're just different? <laughs> can't keep one sexy though. Can't, oh no. Can't do it. No, no we, need I, a, we can get, get a sexy Kool-Aid there man. There
1: is uh, one Kool-Aid person and he's on every, or they, the it's, we'll just call it an it right now for now. But it's on every single uh, packaging as the yeah. red Kool-Aid.
2: Is it up red? I could swear it's blue on mine, but I, I don't feel like going to go grab it to. So no, the blue has the blue. The packaging is blue. The uh-huh. Kool-Aid dude is red, though. I, I'll check later. We'll see.
0: Okay. All right. Well, um, on to some other cool topics. Um, we'll get right into the checkpoint. Um, With some housekeeping. If you guys aren't aware, we are on TikTok and Mario has been creating some absolutely fantastic TikToks recently. So please make sure to check us out over on TikTok at Point in Progress. And you can also check out our YouTube for people who are currently watching us on Twitch. Or if you're listening to us on anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can check out the live feed and watch this Pure Chaos (laughs) <laughs> unroll roll over on our YouTube channel. So please make sure to check us out at youtube.com slash point in progress. Um, and we're currently live here at twitch.tv slash point in progress. So please make sure to follow us here. But the biggest thing is we are currently 11 followers or subscribers away on our YouTube. So please make sure to click that subscribe button. For the so big 200. Make- for the big Oh yeah. two 100 for our two year anniversary so we want to get that goal before next one month. year anniversary one year anniversary i mean we're going into year <laughs> two we're going into year two we're
2: spearheading into your tooth feeling like it's been two years
0: i mean yeah why not in
2: such a long time
0: I mean, kept you waiting huh i don't know i still think it's 2019 so i'm having a hard time guys oh god that's why um, we
2: came up with the show holy god
0: no, we mm-hmm. came up with the show in 2020. Oh no, even earlier. That was funny, Yeah, it, was, 2020. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was August 2020, my dude. Oh.
2: We uh, we started talking about it in like November of that year, of the yeah. year before that.
0: Yeah, time flies, guys. But what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about what we've been playing slash watching this week. Um, What we're going to do, we're going to mix it up a little bit. We're going to talk about kind of like collectively what some of us have been watching or playing. And then we'll kind of go into our individual branches. So this week, starting off because I'm the host this week, so I get to choose. And we're starting off with Final Fantasy XIV. The Mm. three of us, Frank, Harv, and I have been playing Final Fantasy XIV. And Mm -hmm. we even got to do some great things this week, um, such as doing some raids. Finally finished the boss that we've been working on for the past two weeks. Uh um, three. Fuck yeah. you, Eric Tony. Yeah, fuck um, Eric Tony. Yeah, yeah. you know Eric what? Thanos is
2: like calling Eric Tony, dude. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> this um, guy
0: was rough.
2: We did our first Savage. Yeah. Our first Savage clear. Can yeah, you, of uh for the for the Normies here, uh the Normans, can you explain what that is? I'm just curious. Uh it's harder than a normal raid. Uh, because so, so, it's a remixed and it, you have to actually be on your toes and be good at your classes in order to actually get through it. Gotcha. Basically. So, so it's just pretty much, yeah, it's content that they add later, and it's like
1: you have to have a pre-made party, so you can't go in there just like willy-nilly, so you have to have eight people that you know or that are that in a party with you jump into it. And, yeah, it just requires much more coordination. And with eight people, if, if a couple people kind of screw up, you kind of... Uh, um. You kind of mess up the entire thing you have to start over again but like God. it's not like it's not like a 30 minute thing it's like a 10 it's like max a 10 minute encounter so like if you screw up within the 10 minutes you start over from the zero mark and then you go back up and then you just kind of keep yeah. doing that over and over mm-hmm. the uh mm-hmm. the thing about these these fights are they're, they're pretty much puzzles once you figure out the puzzle uh you can you can finish it pretty quickly but it, it the biggest thing is figuring out the puzzle and trying to do it consistently yeah, gotcha. yeah. every run and, and doing damage as re- your classes
2: and stuff. Yeah.
0: And you have to rely on seven other people to be able to also complete the puzzle because mm. if multiple people mess up or one person messes up, there's definitely a higher chance that you have to completely start start from the beginning. Um so it is definitely an interesting time. Um but yeah, that's essentially what we've been doing with Final Fantasy 14. Also, um random side note that I didn't talk about in the checkpoint is we are going to be coming back with Fantasy in progress. We recorded a really exciting episode with Gino this week, um, and we're going to be releasing that next week or when you're listening to this podcast this week. <laughs> because I don't know how to schedule time. works, Yeah. Because <laughs> time. Yeah. yeah. Because um, our Shadowbringers one is coming out this weekend because your girl needs to finish up a thumbnail. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have the next one on the usual Friday release. Um, so that'll be exciting. So make sure to check that out. If you've played Endwalker, if you haven't played Endwalker, if you want spoilers, you can listen to the podcast. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, next up, Mario and Frank have been playing Rainbow Six Extraction. How has that been going, guys?
2: I'm gonna let Mario take take the take the lead on this really quick because I have a I think I have a very different reaction to this game than most people. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I would say, so basically, uh, Rainbow Six, if you don't know, has been a long, long Tom Clancy series, originally was a book, came a game series, and then, uh, recently there was, uh, Rainbow Six Siege, which was sort of a reboot of the entire thing, and it's really based on similar, uh, ideology of certain games like now, like Overwatch, I would say, like, hero shooters were, but it takes that concept, but makes it into this very strategical, like, Cat and mouse, like uh, heist kind of thing, like, mm-hmm. like um, where there are good operators and our are bad operators. And it's basically you are trying to save the hostages and stuff like that, but you're fighting opposing teams, right? Uh, they take that concept for that game, and then they put aliens and monsters in it, is <laughs> basically how to describe this game. And me and Frank got to play. We first played with a random, and that went south real quick because uh, we didn't know what we were doing. and that third guy was not adding any positive things. And then me and Frank ended up going in slow with me, just me and him. And as we were playing and as we were, you know learning what was happening and all the new twists and turns with the game, I think I started to like it overall. However, my greatest take is, well, what is the longevity of this game going forward, which, if you played uh, the Siege games, which is opposing teams fighting each other, you know, simple matchmaking, so we've been doing that for years. This is very much a co op game between three of operators from that other game that go in and try to achieve really three objectives before trying to get the hell out of there. And those objectives can range from kill the elite target to rescue a buddy what i do like and what i was scared about was that your character actually if you die in the game you die for real no i'm just kidding uh you die, your character goes mia you cannot play that character until you save them in the game um which is kind of an interesting concept uh if you uh, play a level and once you're done with a level the character that you are playing is actually hurts because you probably have taken damage during that they, they are not allowed to be played for a while into their health so, so keep out. in mind, that's only if you've actually taking enough, taken enough damage. If you haven't They're, taken enough if damage. If you're under 50%, I believe. Under 50, You yes. will be injured. Because you can yeah. heal up to 50 uh, after the game and go into the game with 50 which is weird So there's elements I was getting used to that I wasn't a fan of at the beginning But once that me and Frank started playing and understanding the techniques and like how to go in stealth and stuff like that I ended up having like a pretty solid time with him I haven't gone back and I haven't even tried the second level the second series of levels because there's like four chapters I think but there's three levels yeah, with in like between. three extra with three levels in each of them Yeah, so me and Frank really tackled like two or two maps really and from that experience I was having fun I really want to play with a third person and really see how that dynamic goes. But going forward, yeah, I'm, I'm curious though what what is the plan for me to continue playing this even for the short while that I have Game Pass.
0: Awesome. Um, now that sounds like one complicated into like a lot of fun because it kind of reminds me a lot of some games that I've played previously, especially with like more turn-based games where you have to like rest some of the people that are on your team. Um, Yeah, I know we'll be talking about a little bit later on, but things like XCOM you have to like really pay attention to because if your Mm -hmm. team member gets like smacked attacked by a bunch of aliens, you have to like let them rest or they go back in and either a they go in and they're just like freaking out because their mental stability is gone or they're physically hurt and so they have like limited movement or they might not actually do what you're specifically telling them to um so it's one of those things you need to make sure that you're kind of balancing so that's kind of really cool um and frank you said you had a different opinion than most people what is your different opinion
2: yeah so i've been playing siege for well over seven years now since like the beta Right? we. Uh, I love it. I love its uh, attack defense gameplay. I love the way the operators work. Uh, I mean, I might not love them in recent years, but uh, that's the that's the gameplay I go back for. I like to play that game because it feels like you're kind of outsmarting other people. You have to really kind of think critically and, and know the map and know how people are gonna like move through a corridor in order to kind of play it correctly. So when I, oh, a few years back actually, uh there was this uh siege likes to do these game modes right these limited time events where they'll do something radically different whether it'll be like a two or three v three uh like a wild west only weapons type game mode or something like that well they did one called outbreak a while back and outbreak is very similar to how extraction is which is basically how extraction came to be people really like the outbreak mode of that and they kind of started to elaborate more adding more enemies and stuff like that and more gameplay elements um and i didn't really look at much of media for extraction because on paper extraction has nothing of what i want out of a rainbow six game uh i want tactical gameplay i want to have another pl- like either ai or players that i could actually kind of outsmart and kind of work tactically around um, I'm very much a purist in that sense when it comes to like Tom Clancy stuff and like Rainbow Six. I don't really like the future stuff. I really more like the, the 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 gritty kind of a boots on the ground type gameplay out of those games. So Extraction never really hit my radar, um, and I never really understood what was the point of having these operators and having you know barricades and having you know that kind of rainbow six siege gameplay in a game where it's ai and essentially molded from resident evil right Mm -hmm. uh it wasn't until me and mario actually sat down and played the game and we i would play it as if it was like a call of duty kind of like uh horde mode kind of game where you would just kind of go through the map you would do the objective and you would leave Mm -hmm. um it wasn't until we started playing it and dying over and over again given i I wasn't telling mario this but i was also upping the difficulty level (laughs) um he uh we i started to kind of understand what they were going for so there's there is objectives in the game that you have to do which does acquire like require you to look around the map and going okay that's an open point that people will come through that's a door that could be closed that's a that's a wall that could be reinforced making it easier for your characters to kind of go through this kind of horde gameplay because these monsters do hoard you like the ai or a player would do in in a situation where you're barricaded in a room they will find ways to get around your barricades and they will find ways to hit you it's up to you as a player to kind of look around the area and figure out how to better make that your um Better, better, de- be better. Defense on it, right? This is more of a defense game than sieges. There is defense, and there is attackers in siege. The mostly the operators that are being used in this game are mostly the defense operators, obviously, because really you're not attacking too much, or, or you're not supposed to be attacking too much. But it, uh it's a i found it to be a lot of fun. People are really hating on this game because i really do feel like just just in the way people are talking about it they don't seem to understand the point which is like it took and again i and i will admit it took me and mario a good little bit to figure out what was the point of most of the gameplay elements of this game and it's not really meant to be some kind of 100 percent like best narrative game of the year type game. This is really kind of just, I like, I like to look at it kind of like a, almost a mini expansion of a game, right? Where it's not meant to be some big like story that Tom Clancy wrote or something like that. It's really kind of just, hey, there, there's an outbreak and the Rainbow Six team is working to fix this outbreak stuff, right? Uh, has more more of that story element than siege did i'll tell you that and it's it's just if, as long as you just play it the way it's meant to be played which is you go in with some friends you play tactically, uh you you know you get your objectives done you upgrade your systems and you kind of move on there's really not much else you really need to have fun with playing this game and in after about after i turned off my brain i was like okay this this is not siege this is not tactical like there has to be like crazy like you have to be on the ball like siege. I started to have a lot of fun with it and you know shooting the enemies was getting fun. you know looking around the map with Mario and be like, okay, we're we're shooting things, but we they know we're here so we have to kind of look pull back a little bit, go to a different spot and see if we can get a better vantage point. Stuff like that was just a lot of fun to do with your with your friends. It's a good PVE game. Um and that's all I can kind of want from something like the like a mode like this, which is why when people are like, well this is not like the best game in the world, it doesn't have to be. It's just yeah. fun to play with your friends. It's just a fun little $40 game free in most most platforms now to you know screw around with. The thing that's benefiting this game I'll say greatly is that it is actually not a full price title. It's not $70, yeah. it's not $60. It's actually 30 it's $39 if you want to buy it or If you have, and we're not shills because we don't get paid for Mm -hmm. this, uh, Game Pass, (laughs) it's accessible everywhere. I think it was such a smart move to put it on, especially for a January game, to really just sort of like have your time with it before February happens. Because when February happens, it's going to be a whole different ballpark. (laughs) So such a smart, smart, uh, smart thing to do part Mike. yeah and just what like you know and even in the smallest sense of like adding some lore to these characters they've added more voice acting they've added more kind of charm they've added you know better character models to the game like it isn't like just some kind of like we're just gonna take everything from Siege and just port it over to Extraction and just move on from there. There is some like noticeable changes between two, the both of the games in the way the operators work, and the way the story is presented, and the way like you know the characters even look and uh, feel, and when they shoot their guns and everything like that, to their actual abilities in the game. So it's not just like you know just a copy and paste, which was actually kind of surprising because I like to think uh, Ubisoft games are all just copy and pasted <laughs> games of on one another. Um, but yeah, no, I'm actually having a lot of fun. I would like to get more people to play the game. Yeah, um, I would like to see because I doubt it's just the same three objectives. I think there's definitely more objectives in the game to do, at least in the uh, the tutorial level, which, uh, by the way, stop forcing people to play tutorials. I, I hate when video games do that, when they're like, you can't play the game until you play the tutorial. Just like let me learn by actually playing the game, please. Thank you. Um, But no, uh. It, it, like there's more objectives there that we haven't even seen yet and like you know the first what five hours we played mario yeah we so we played it, the fir- new york so there's other yeah, um, we only played new york big zones too that i assume will have more challenges more things to yeah. do and more monsters because it was funny we were playing the monsters kept changing every now and then we're like what the hell's that i did not see yeah. that the last time we encountered a monster where we were just like up to up to them, we're like, shoot it in the fucking face. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It'll be good. Then it just like he Mar shot it in the face. It just turned around, and just blew us both up. And it was like, okay, well, <laughs> don't shoot that one in the face ever again. Yeah. Um, the one thing I want to bring up, Frank, and I, you tell me, this is the when I was like the moment the game got spicy and fun is mm-hmm. that the game doesn't force you to do all three objectives. It asks you to do one, and you can leave. But if you mm-hmm. want to get a little bit more spicier, go for that second objective. Oh, yeah. you got second objective. But what if you go for that third one? And yeah, there's, there's a moment a, when Frank did that. There's a greed mechanic. Um, there's three sections to each level. And let's say, hypothetically, Mario bites it in the first one. I could extract Mario out. like I can bring his character with me, put him into a, like an incubation chamber or something like that, and then he can get out. Uh, but I'm solo for the rest of the lobby. Like there's th- there's still th- two extra missions there. So that actually happened with us uh, where uh, Mario died in the second one and I we got to the third one and I got him back, but the objective was something that we haven't done, been able to do even together, right? And I was curious. I was like, I, it was right next to the extraction. I'm like, if things go south, I could just extract and it, there's a greed element to it. And I really love games when there's a greed element to it because it makes you think as a player it's just like i don't know i don't. I know i probably shouldn't do this i probably shouldn't risk it because it means losing everything but god damn it i'm gonna try anyway and it's <laughs> it's it's the mechanics cool i like it i hope it's i hope it's a lot more necessary in later levels because in the first few levels it's not really all that necessary you progress pretty well even just by leaving in your first extractions but i imagine later with later levels Five thousand XP is a lot better than two thousand XP when you're trying to rank up a character that needs ten thousand XP, right? So yeah, um, we'll sense. see, we'll see. But yeah, I mean, I love Extraction. I think it looks, I think it's pretty good so far. Um, I'm only five hours in. I would like to play with more people. Harv, this is my invitation to you. I know you've heard bad things about Siege or I, X- I Extraction, heard bad but things.
1: the person that I usually look at reviews and stuff like that has said the most glowing things about it. I'm yeah. again, I'm willing to give it a try. And I will tell you As right yeah, now that game is
2: on camera. It's generic. It's not the. It's not doing anything brand new. But you know what? I did, I did still the thing fun. is, like
1: I didn't expect it to do anything brand new. It's a Ubisoft game. They never do anything yeah. brand new. But like <laughs> I. I, I'm willing to give this a try, honestly. Like, it, it, Especially it's on Game Pass, why not, right? So, it's free. Um, you know, what I mean? yeah. no,
0: it's also on another platform. Oh, yeah,
1: that's right. I don't, have a, I don't have a subscription. To, oh, it's free on Stadia? It's free for how many hours? Is it hours? free on Stadia? I for, thought it was just added um,
0: to Stadia. It, it's added to Stadia, but they have um opened it up for a two-hour demo. So that's what I'm going to mm-hmm. do after the podcast. Is Wait, is that out.
1: if you have... You have to have a subscription, though, right, to Stadia? Mm -mm. No, you don't? Oh, interesting. I'll I'll play it it right now
2: during the stream.
0: (laughs) No, that's a bad (laughs) idea. Um, No, I don't believe that usually when it comes to, like, the two-hour demo stuff, they usually open it up to everyone. Um, So I will definitely check that out um, in a moment here. But before we continue on to what groups of people have done, I'm going to switch it up a little bit, and I'm going to ask, Sly, what have you been up this week? (sighs) <sighs> well um <laughs> as i put in the doc
3: i am back on my bullshit um <laughs> so i i don't i don't remember if i mentioned this last week but i've been like unable to watch anything like i can't sit down and watch anything right now and so like, like i've been barely able to like keep up with 911 blood star and we all know how much i talk about 919 so like it's true Speaking of nine one one random tangent. Uh while we're here, one of my uh I don't follow like actors on social media generally. Like that's not a thing I'm a fan of. If especially if they're in something that I'm enjoying at the moment. You don't have Sebastian um, Sand. But- I, I do follow Sebastian Stan, um, <laughs> just to see all of his new stuff. What like what he's working on, whatever. But it's not a common practice. But I will say, Raphael Silva, who's on 911 Star, his Instagram is one of the best follows I've ever did. His stories, um, he's really conscious about like keeping up with world events and, uh. uh highlighting resources and like his Instagram, it's at actually raw. one of the best follows. Um I wanted to chat that out. Uh but what I've been doing this week is I'm rereading Northanger Abbey again. Um it I I'm a huge Austin fan. I'm sure I've mentioned that yeah. countless times. Um and Northanger Abbey is probably my favorite book of hers it's the first one I read after Pride and Prejudice and it's just so funny like it's just such a good time it's just like lighthearted and humorous and like yes that's a theme in a lot of Austin's awesome novels but this one is just like you can tell it was written when she was younger and it's just light
0: and there so yeah I've been rereading Northanger Abbey <laughs> Nice. And for people who aren't aware of what Northanger Abbey is, can you give, like, a minute kind of, like, synopsis of what it is? Oh, God.
3: It's a Jane Austen novel. Um, It's one of her first. It was published post-mortem, so it was written in, like, the late 1700s. Okay. It's very much a period piece. It's uh, about Catherine Moreland, and it's very much, you know... All the usual commentaries that come in with Austin and talking about gender and economics of dating and all of all of that good stuff. If you like any Austin, you'll like Northanger. Awesome.
0: Honestly, I haven't heard about it.
2: I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was a sequel to Downton Abbey, like <laughs> like Downton Abbey's uptown cousin.
1: You know what I mean? Like Northanger
2: downtown. you know what I, mean? like, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the du-
0: the, oh, da- the Downton fucking
2: cinematic universe.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I'm gonna the be very real. No, Abbey Frank- cinematic universe. Frank, I thought literally the same thing. Oh. Not <laughs> oh, <man>. I literally <laughs> thought that it was like some sort of like I don't know, maybe like some like Downton Abbey fanfic, and I was just like, okay, I'm gonna roll with it. <laughs> like I saw them.
2: The hotel across <laughs> the street.
0: Northanger Abbey. Like, I'm not I've never funny.
2: been down Abbey before. So if anybody is listening to this podcast and you're like, "Why the fuck would you I think that?" I, I've never seen it, so I, mean, I don't even. Harbin's are
0: huge fans, but yeah. I just—I
2: my mom loves that show. the movie. So, that says anything <laughs> there's about there's people big,
3: watching it. Big Charlie Cox renaissance going on uh, right now yes and i'm convinced this is how i start to get everybody to watch downton abbey because <laughs> if you don't know charlie cox was in the first episode of downton abbey it's great um is his he? character is mentioned way more than he's on screen is his name matt burdock in the part show? of the first season his name's not matt verdock but yeah. if you like charlie cox and are going through all his things don't skip down abby so i, I might saying.
2: i might watch it just because i know dan stevens came from that show and so <laughs> dan stevens. he's my oh,
3: so good. he's amazing he's he, phenomenal yeah. in that if show. i ever get
2: married like, he's he, my he's my one i could cheat with <laughs>
3: he makes
0: that show oh my god yeah i dan will Stevens fr- is great I will forever think that every single issue in that entire show could be solved by throwing everyone out the window, and I will hold <laughs> and stand with that.
2: Sly, can I um, ask you a question?
0: Issues like war? Yes. No, I mean like, I mean Do like, and Downton Abbey, Do no more in the lines of like, I'm upset with this maid, let me throw her out the window. Oh, this woman is sneaking around and taking people's shit, let's throw her out the window.
2: <laughs> the top yeah, floor window, guys. What about Pangea, <laughs> Sly? I, I, I have a question for you. Uh, as someone who yes. uh, who watches many things, tries to experience as many things, I don't think I've ever seen a Jane Austen anything. Uh, is there
3: okay, wait. S- like not a single adaptation? <laughs> Nothing. Unless, That's surprising.
2: Unless it was an adaptation that I'm not aware of. You know what I'm saying, like uh, um, midsummer, like uh, like uh, ten things I hate about you is a, is a um, uh, is a yeah, Shakespeare thing.
3: Like clueless.
2: Oh is, shit! I've seen clueless. Is, okay. <laughs>
3: okay. <laughs> um, Lizzie Bennet Diaries is another obvious one. Gotcha. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that's like loosely inspired. Is there of any often. actual like
2: good adaptations?
3: Pride of the Prejudice, oh, like all with... of all of the adaptations are great. Um, I will say. Just so you know, there is a very big debate about whether the 1995 miniseries or the 2005 movie is the better adaptation of Pride and Prejudice. Got it. They're both great, and they both have very different places in my heart. Sometimes I want to watch the lake scene, and sometimes I want to watch the hand flex. If you know, you know, but they're both great. Stop. Saying
0: one's better than the Hashtag other. Hashtag team Once hand flux. Hash- Hashtag the movie. So I'm just gonna What
2: the hell? F- oh my god. It's a fight. Yeah. It's a fight what either of these are. No, the hand guy like, the there's, there's, uh, one yeah. Yeah. there's like, a, like the like that in our in our favorite show, and that's a, that's a hand flex if I've ever seen one. The
0: the lake scene, bar none probably one oh, of the god. most magnificent scenes in cinematography ever. I'm not, I'm not gonna go in. Either way, watch, okay. it. All watch right. a movie. It has Keira Knightley in it. That's, That's what has, I was wondering, okay. It has Keira okay. Knightley in it. Absolutely fantastic. I, watch Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. <laughs> watch Pride and okay.
3: Prejudice first disclaimer. and then the zombies. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but disclaimer, halfway through the movie, it takes a dramatic turn from the book. Okay. I was in the theater watching it with my best friend Shelby and we lost our minds because we didn't know was happening because it completely derailed from the book. Both are great. Love the book. Love the movie. Go watch the movie. It's great. Sure. Lily I, James. It's beautiful. Oh, Lily James. The, all the makeup. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. It's, I think it's Lily Oh, I'll, I'll look it up right? later. Yeah. Either,
2: even so, I mean, I love the idea. Because my favorite concept and uh, is when... You're watching a thing that has a established canon and then you sprinkle something new in there and now it's totally different. And I think that's cool. Same yeah, so I think that's awesome. Oh, so you're yeah. gonna hate what I have to say later then. Oh no. Yeah, William yeah.
3: James, <laughs> James is Lucy Bennett in uh Prejudice and Zombies. Yeah. Very Got good it. film. Watch Very
0: it. Cool. It's it's great. You know who we haven't heard from Wild well, Guys? I think we need to hear from Harv. What has Harv been up to this week? <laughs>
1: What I have been? Oh yeah, just uh, I played some Fortnite with some friends uh, yeah, over the weekend. Uh, no, over the week. Sorry, on Wednesday, and then uh, I I'm almost done Buffy again. I am about a little bit over halfway done the last season. Okay. I'm about to I'm about to hit the Caleb re- reveal, which I'm really excited about. Very nice. Uh, uh and, who is uh, Nathan Fillion? I love Nathan Fillion. Nathan oh, Fillion's great. Nathan yeah. Fillion's the fucking best. Yeah, yeah,
2: he's a, he's the villain of the last season. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. So
1: good. <laughs> Um uh, and uh, yeah, other than that, that's really about it. I'm starting near this uh, next next coming oh. week. Uh, I have it ready to go on my computer, so I'll be yes. down, I'll be doing that on Wednesday next week. I'm really really excited to yeah. jump into
2: some near. I'm so excited to make near TikToks. <laughs> Man, do
0: you know what's <laughs> oh. funny? I also recently downloaded near, so it's yeah. something I'm probably gonna hop nice. into it. What's oh God. Are you gonna watch our playthrough. Are you gonna
2: Nier? are you gonna like keep yourself? Unspoiled for the for your experience. Unsullied.
0: Oh, I'm I'm not gonna watch half play. I'm okay, it's
1: interesting. Yeah, it, 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 Good. It's, it's it's the way to go. You can't watch a, if you're gonna play yeah. the game. You can't watch. But so. why does why does her why does her doc look like something what? like the bird
2: notice or some it
1: shit? It looks like, like something out <laughs> of a fucking CIA I'm black trying, book. I think okay. this is
2: a great idea for for people that don't know. Yeah. S- feed i think is crossing them out as we go i am crossing mm-hmm. them out because so here's smart the
0: thing i know for a fact that if i highlighted it even though that's the normal thing to do people would be like why are you highlighting it did we not talk about it enough and for like that reason because just... i know all of you sitting here <laughs> i've been like completely just highlighting Thank the you. black. I appreciate our, it.
2: That <laughs> looks like a JFK <laughs> assassination file.
1: I was, yeah, I, was ve- I was very. I was caught off guard, and I was like, "Am I supposed to? Am I supposed to read what, whatever is here? <laughs> like, what's going on
0: here?" No, you are not Back supposed to read left. with them. It's just a matter of blocking it off so we know what we've already talked about, so then we can continue because we need to be <laughs> I organized. It. You're welcome. I appreciate Hopefully, my doesn't appreciate die. It. But um, yeah,
1: I'm I'm excited for year. I cannot wait for this game. Uh, nice. yeah, I'll be starting it next week.
0: Awesome. So yeah. what we're gonna do, I'm gonna give Mario a little bit of a break. I was gonna hop over to the other, but I'm gonna ask Frank, what else have you been up to this week?
2: Uh I played Rainbow Six. I've been playing a lot of Rainbow Six again. Um nice. I haven't really got it like I know I said earlier that I've been playing this game for like seven years. I usually come back in every season just to kind of see what kind of changes they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um some seasons have been better than others. But uh now that we've finished Final Fantasy and there's other than like just trying to find busy work in the game and raiding there's not really much to do right now. So I've just been kind of playing other games, uh whether it be Rainbow Six Zomboid or like the other 12 different games that I keep trying to play. Uh but I've been I've been stuck on Rainbow Six for a little bit. It's been pretty fun. Um uh people have already started to remember the name Lumara Stromwin. In the game uh i've had you know, a few times where i would join a lobby and then somebody would be like hey it's you and i'd be like yo what's up you know it's me uh floyd hennessy back in the day but i just had to change my name and you know my it's been
0: friend's pretty... final fantasy character because everyone was making weird things about my name so yeah
2: it, it, i mean i've been having a lot of fun people people for for some reason people actually know how to say this name really well uh they they say it pretty good. So uh it, i know i've been having a lot of fun with that but we've been doing me and mario uh i don't know if anybody else has been following uh what's been going on on disney but uh book of boba fett you know what i mean yeah we haven't playing. i have been watching that actually
3: it looks amazing i can't wait to have the motivation slash time to sit down to yeah. watch it
2: yeah, we could either talk about it right now or we could save it for for a little bit here.
0: I mean, you can talk about it right now. That's a good way. Yeah. Boom.
2: Um I like I, I so far at least for me and this is where I, this is the part where Mario might not like it cuz I know he's probably he's probably in love with this concept and I fucking hate it. Um which is uh I love the show. I love the tone it's pushing. I like the way it's uh structured in terms of just like the way they they're doing Boba Fett's story uh i don't want to spoil too much for the people who haven't seen it i know there's a lot of people out there right now who are like i don't feel like waiting for uh, waiting for the weekly episode format and stuff like that um for for those people hey good for you i'm not going to spoil anything too like if anything i will spoil one thing and that is uh the last week episode not this week right episode four was last week if i'm correct um episode four introduced uh, new characters or it was either episode three or four i don't remember one or the other introduced some new characters it was the latest episode apparently yeah I and know. Uh, i know who you're talking about you're talking about uh the bikes right the cyberpunk space bikers space greasers i like to call them or the glam punk space greasers the, i like to fi- also the, call them they're the, the 60s mod uh british people with yes bikes. yes um Usually, I'd be pretty cool with Cyberpunk being in anything, right? Anything, like, of that Cyberpunk aesthetic of, like, Cyberpunk 2077. But it's so out of place in this episode and so out of place in this universe that it's just, like, everything just looks like it came out of a fucking Cuisinart commercial. And all the characters are just about as one-sided and blandly written as, like, most NPC characters of Cyberpunk 2077. Uh it's just I don't know. I don't I I think that was honestly the weakest choice they could have made for the whole season because they're characters that will be sticking around for a little bit. And it's just like I don't give a shit about these characters. Give me more of the characters we care about, which is Boba Fett and his um his uh I, I can never remember her name. Fennec. Fennec, yeah. Give me Boba Fett and Fennec. I don't give a shit about these space bikers, I don't give a shit about uh how you're trying to bring space greasers into the star wars universe uh they just look so out of place you can tell it was it was probably like an idea from some like random intern in the writing room just like why don't we add space bikers sure why not it's not how that works uh, but okay frank <laughs> <laughs> it just, it's just so out of left field and so out of in a way very out of touch that i'm just like this this is the dumb decisions that star wars tends to make that nobody likes but then somebody in the room will be like well you just you'll learn to like it and it's like no just get rid of it it's not it's not cool here's how i'll semi defend it even though i knew you were but i'm not i'm not in love with it like you think i am uh i'll defend it because it's very much in line with what star wars was when it first came out as in it it was a movie developed in the seventies. And this was a movement of people that existed around that time, which was like a British mod, like sort of thing. Like their big thing was their bikes were like all uh, kitted out. If you ever see photos of them, it's very similar to what's in the show. And they were very colorful as they are in the show. Uh, I think in terms of them trying to fit that aesthetic in, like even like the main one has like 80 style, 70 style haircut. And that's why I feel like that's where that's leaning towards. Granted it, it does appear odd in a modern Star Wars thing, but I think that if this existed already in the, in the universe, then yeah, we probably would accept it. But since it's so fresh and new, I'm just gonna give it time to develop. But otherwise, yeah, I understand like the f- the first thing you see is colors and you're like, that's not Star yeah. Wars. You everything know? looks like, like, que- like if you've ever <laughs> walked into a uh, Macy's or a JC Penney and looked at the Cuisinart section, everything is just like candy apple this, candy apple that, candy it's, apple, it's it's so very- and, and, and behind them is literally like a dingy, dirty, sandy, like th- it's just, it makes no sense to me why this would be put in here. Like if this was done in like a cityscape or something like that, I would probably be less like, apprehensive to it but it's just like there it's so clean so like yeah so obviously so obviously trying to hit a mark of something that to me isn't very star wars like much like like more trying to hit the cyberpunky like people who like cyberpunk because if you took a character like one of the characters just looks like female johnny silverhand literally like right out of the book leather jacket uh you know uh leather leather pants you know short hair like it's it she literally looks like female johnny Silverhand, and it's like okay, this is the best we got for Book of Boba Fett. Again, like, again I'll, I'll reiterate, I think it's very much contemporary of which Star Wars existed, which was a time before, right? So this is... I mean, I guess. And this, I mean, long, long, was it a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, right? So it all exists I, in yeah. this fantasy timeline where like it works for me, even if it is bright and, you know, something I'm not used to because juxtapose what you're saying then and compare it to the last episode, which we're not obviously going through spoilers, but there's a lot of dingy oldness to something that was new when it first came out. And that's all yeah. I'll say. But otherwise, the Boba Fett story overall, I am enjoying in the way that they're telling it. It's a very slow Western kind of piece. I will say um, they put a lot of emphasis on one end versus the other. And I feel like one of the sides is falling flat or falling mm-hmm. shorter because of it because I think the, the the way that they're telling the story, which it's told flash and forward, like that's the basis of it. Um, but ultimately, I am excited to see how it concludes, specifically given the stuff that we were given in the last week, which I think is the best episode of Star Wars that we've gotten ever um in terms of what they showed i'm halfway through that episode and i think it's honestly some of the best we've gotten so far and this is all i'm I'm saying this and we got luke skywalker at the end of the last you know season, mandalorian yeah so it's that's so uh, that's what i'm saying in terms of what they do in this in this this episode it's a acid trip you don't yeah Yeah. wild. and I, i and i understand the idea of like you know star wars using other like pulling influences from different kind of cultures through like either Japanese cultures. And I understand that argument. It's just, this is one of those, this is one of those Disney things to me, which is so like they're desperately trying to hit a mark to a target audience by adding something that is obviously marketed towards a target audience because the current target audience might not know who Boba Fett is, or the target audience might not know, like have any kind of relationships with this character. So they're trying to create that they're they're trying to basically orga like like force a creation of like oh I really like uh, gravitate towards this character because they they they're kind of like me yeah. they're rebellious and young and it's like I don't I hate when Disney does that. And it's very obvious when they do do that because you can see it throughout every single one of their shows when they do it. Um, just let the character like like just have good writing for your your top your 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 main characters and people will gravitate towards it. You don't have to create fifty other characters for everybody to gravitate towards. And that's that's my only problem with Book of Boba Fett so far. Other than that, everything up to that point, I love it. I love everything that they're doing with the character. They're making a character even I was notoriously talking shit about because. I don't get the point of Boba Fett other than comics, other than books. He's really kind of a one sided character that everybody grav- gravitated onto because he had cool armor. Now he's a way more like there's way more levels to more the character, complexity. way more layers now, way more complexity. That I can definitely say that if someone came up to me and said I'm a fan of Boba Fett, I can see why now. 100%. Yeah,
0: nice um that's awesome i definitely am planning on checking that out at some point i'm probably gonna wait until it's over so i can just kind of binge it because that's the type of personality that i am
2: oh yeah i mean i was almost gonna do the same thing until everybody spoiled the last episode on twitter
0: oh i don't pay attention to people's spoilers i
2: literally like five fucking people spoiled it and i'm like jesus christ mine does does not count my thing does not count All somebody right. put a straight up gif of like the first <laughs> five seconds of the episode and i'm just like you're a dick
0: yeah i have no idea what's going on there um so yeah I i'm probably was, gonna cause spoilers.
3: like yeah. nobody believed me when i
0: tweeted a spoiler from no i hope because it was so random yeah i mean valid i mean i've been trying to avoid like retweeting anything from attack on titan because i'm finished and i know what's happened and i'm like i really want to share this but i don't want to spoil it for anybody and it's the same thing for final fantasy 14 i'm like this is a really beautiful piece of art because i follow a lot of artists on twitter and i'm like i can't retweet this because if i do that's just spoiling it for people so i've been avoiding both right now so i just keep on liking it so please don't check my likes um it's (laughs) a lot of just like attack on titan stuff um and especially for the people who are on this podcast, um, who have been watching it with me recently. Um, yeah. Mario. Yes. What else have you been watching this week?
2: Uh, other than Book of Boba Fett. And I did watch uh, Till Dust Till Dawn, which I did because, and funny enough, Frank uh, is sort of the reason why I am watching it. Because I was going to show Fee. He spoiled it for Fee. But instead, I there's a podcast out there called HBO Mac, which is our friend McKenna friend of the show. And they don't watch any movies. And so I was like, I'll be on the show. Let's watch till dusk, till dawn. And then don't research it whatsoever. And then they we, we did that. So that was fun. Nice. But the real thing that uh, the last thing I have been watching is I watched the th- first three episodes of How I Met Your Father.
0: I hate you.
2: Which uh, apparently is not available in Canada. And that's why if he hates me. Mm-hmm. Uh, nope. we Canada. So if you ever want to watch it somehow, uh, we can, we'll figure that out. That sounded weird when I did that. Uh, (laughs) The show follows in the same format as the original, which of course was How I Met Your Mother um, with uh, Neil Patrick Harris and the group over there. And very much uh, has nothing to do with those characters. Those characters are not involved as far as I know. Um, But of course, it follows uh, a woman who is played by Samantha from Sex and the City. This is why she's not on Sex and the City, apparently. And she does something else, I think, other than some other show. Uh, telling her son via phone call in the future uh, how she met her father. And she said that, I'm drunk enough. I'm going to tell you all the sexy bits. So she's basically going to tell the story. That's the, that's the pr- I mean, it's Samantha. We, it, you get what you get. She then tells, obviously, the story of which she met her father, which is all the new cast, which is all the new kids. Uh, main character played by Hilary Duff. Who shout out to her. Uh, she does an excellent job in the show in terms of has not missed a beat since Lizzie McGuire. And, um, and she's one of the she's one of the rare Disney kids that didn't end up being like super crazy and coked out or like number of other different things. And now this seemingly still has a career.
3: A great article. Um one of the journalists that I follow, Max Sco, mm-hmm. did an interview with her about this. Um, I think within the last week. Yeah. Go check it out. It was really good. Yeah. Really, really well done interview.
2: Talked about the failed reboot, which was supposed to be at Disney Plus, Um, which, yeah, I wish that happened. But I'm glad, you know, this is fine. We have this now. Uh, They actually were going to make this show a lot earlier on, starring Greta Gertwig, if I'm not mistaken. It was a a female director, actress. And uh, the diss didn't go through. Which is crazy. I saw still shots of the film. So they shot it, like, but they just didn't release it. So they did it again. They have it with Hillary Duff. They have some other recurring people that I've never seen before, except for one guy who's going to be, to me, clearly the father, or at least the one they're teasing the entire time. He was on Glee, uh, Glow, which I love that show, uh, which is Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Uh, the show's cute. I mean, it is your standard, like, I'm going to tell a joke and the laugh track's going to happen. You know, and I think that I... How I Met Your Father was stronger, but I'm not. I'm talking about your mother was stronger, but to be fair, I don't remember how it really started, and so if I go back and watch those original episodes, are they as funny as you know I remember them? So, yes. The very
0: first episode. Um. Oh my gosh, I don't even remember the names. Ted goes out to a bar, meets up with Barney then the couple who's played by Jason Sagal are currently on the um, kitchen floor because then he proposes to her. It's a whole thing. There's a blue um, French horn. It's a thing. Do they all a meet a in that French episode? Horn. They all meet in that I'd be, episode. So they do they, the same? They, they only, the only person they meet for the first time that episode is Robin because Robin yeah, she's is- all uh, part uh, of yes, Robin. that's right. And so he sees um, Robin across the room and is just like, and that's how I met your mother, but then obviously it wasn't
2: yes Talker. so
0: nine seasons i hope that kid doesn't have to listen to his mom on the phone for f- nine seasons well, good luck f- to him
2: about to find we'll out it's a, a long phone call long the, phone the call.
0: thing
1: about how i met your mother was like the, the cast was so so good yeah So good with yeah. jason siegel and uh, allison hannigan uh you got the the guy that plays ted i forgot what his josh name was
2: josh Schroll or something yeah I josh up. josh yeah. something rattle yeah i don't know
1: and then you know. have uh, neil patrick harris like that's just the Yours. all-star and then Kobe Smolers uh Smolar's as well right like it's just mm. or it's just it, it is a all-star cast i feel yes when it comes to when it comes to a tv show
0: this one has some good ca- like i'm a huge fan of hillary duff like great like actress like josh peck is great like there's a lot of great characters there and i want to watch it obviously hulu <laughs> for the love of christ find a way to release it in canada because this is ridiculous but um no i i'm interested but i'm a little bit hesitant because how i met your mother at the time was like really special because there were so many like things that happened in the show and they really like thought everything from the first episode to the we're not talking about the the second last episode because the final episode is stupid um <laughs> i'm still bitter about that um oh my god
2: and there was it's really hard to was, end a sitcom isn't it oh yeah, yeah. especially oh, not,
0: if you have a sitcom there's for there's better for ways that to long. do it than what happened What they I mean, did. Yeah.
2: In yeah. Yeah. i can't think of a sitcom that has ended that has a good ending to it other than maybe fresh prince of bel-air prince. but i know even some people prince have a really problem good with,
1: with that, that.
0: Friends I mean, a good seinfeld, man, seinfeld
1: I now has a good ending like a lot you of people like it now they didn't like it when it first came out yeah
0: this is a good segue to talk about the fact that I still haven't wa- finished *Golden Girls*. Yeah. I'm on the last episode. I stopped because I don't want it to end. It's a what are you cool? Up.
2: Are you cool, Greg? Do you know the yeah, story just, about Cool uh, Greg? He doesn't want to read whoop. the last. So Cool Greg, friend, of, uh, brother of Tim Gettys, does not want to read no. the last book of Harry Potter because he doesn't want the story to end. But he's I mean, seen the movies.
0: I watched. <laughs> I've seen people wait if he's watched did he watch yeah I seen Day the Hall, movies one,
2: he's seen the movies but he doesn't want to finish the book because he doesn't Isn't want the that score a little bit different though no um, I mean yeah, it's very the book similar
0: itself, there are differences yeah, but not like, enough to be like man these are two completely different things oh, okay. No, okay. I can get um, it in a
2: journey sense but yeah for sure
0: no i don't know i just i stopped watching golden girls and i decided to watch true crime youtube videos <laughs> for a good solid week it's been kind of crazy let me, let me
1: give a synopsis of the last episode of golden girls so
0: fuck you <laughs> fuck you harv i'm not gonna listen Bros to you rose dies of a the heart because that's what happens the second last like the second last episode she has to get a triple bypass oh now you're talking about the aarp check wow that I they all get
2: their their retirement checks and buy their own homes
0: Oh and they god. just leave.
2: And
1: they That's just not leave. how it
0: goes! Oh my god, you obviously haven't watched it. Anyway, so yes, <laughs> I've been watching True Crime. I've been watching um, especially um, Bailey Sarian, like I have talked about at length previously. Um, I've also been watching um, Bozy versus the World. Um, she is fantastic when it comes to talking about True Crime. Would highly recommend it. Um, I couldn't sleep last night because... This girl decided, well, her editors, I'm going to blame her editors for doing this is they were talking about the unfortunate murder of Corey Edge. If you don't know, don't know about that murder. Um, It was very depressing and would highly recommend watching her video about it. But the problem was, I don't know if you guys know that I played Danganronpa at one point. And yep. the sound of the murders, when you see the dead bodies, there's like this like, and then yep. like this, like kind of like mesh between screams and like complete despair. Um, They decided to play that music over top of showing the dead body <laughs> oh, or at least the edited version. And uh, yeah. your girl was watching this at 2 30 in the morning. So I locked and barricaded my front door and <laughs> I slept with a light on because I trauma, just trauma. Um, no, emotional that I just didn't and then they decided at the very end of the episode to bring freaking Monokuma and I'm like I'm out. I'm out. I Hell like the yeah, dude. Videos I, like, man. I like
2: this. I like it this. It by better. the way.
0: Would highly recommend it. I will send you the video after. It's really One these
2: one of these Days fee Uh once you catch up on Danganronpa 2, uh let's play Danganronpa 3 because I still haven't played that one yet.
0: Okay. I will definitely make sure to do that. At some point I have to talk to Brian and Ian. Um, But, no, the last thing was, last week I talked about a surprise thing. Um, I worked on a video game. Um, Lucas and I decided to make a game um, in a game jam, and we made a video game and submitted it. Um, It is a match game um, called Reef Mergence. Um, It's all about reefs and coral and stuff like that. Um, So we did that. We submitted it unfortunately um because it was our first time ever doing it there was a bunch of bugs um and so i think we submitted it there was about 92 people that submitted and we got like 39th which like honestly for That's the first good, game actually i'm not uh, i'm not angry i'm not good angry odds. good odds yeah good odds. um so we're going to probably go back and just fix the bugs and then release it online um and then go back and probably do it next month um so there is a game jam that goes every month that goes on. Just one second here while you find it. Uh, so the ending of Golden It's called Wild Game Jam. Um, so we did the first one of the year, which was um, number 41. So we did that. And it was a lot of fun. Very stressful. Learned a lot. Um, and we're probably going to go back and edit it a little bit. So definitely make sure to check that out. All right. Well, Welcome. We're going to be talking about the news in the patch notes. I'm going to pass this over to Frank so he can talk and tell us about the new Star Wars games that are coming out.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, guys, uh, our first article this week comes from GamesIndustry.biz. EA announces three more Star Wars games coming out. So in a week of kind of so-so news, there hasn't been really much in terms of news this week. Uh, EA came out of the shadows of Battlefield 2042 and reported that Respawn Entertainment has basically taken over the entirety of their Star Wars game IPs and announced that Respawn is currently working on three Star Wars titles. A sequel to 2019's Jedi Fallen Order that's cool, I'm excited for that a first person shooter a single player first person shooter as Harv said earlier and a strategy game in collaboration with the XCOM uh, developers. So... It's a, lot of, it's a lot of games to be announced there. I'm sure we'll see a lot more of what's kind of going on with these games coming around E3 time, June, July. Um, but as much as I want a Titanfall-esque Star Wars shooter, I do have to admit it is kind of off-putting to me to see EA putting all their projects on Respawn, uh, given what they used to do with their studios like EA, like DICE and Visceral, where they'll put out a really good product like Dead Space or um or battlefield three or four and then ea just bombards them with projects because they know they could do it until that studio is basically just like yeah we're kind of burnt out and our games are starting to show for it and then ea just kind of takes them out back and puts a shotgun to them and then <laughs> finds another studio to do this too um I don't know. I, how do you guys feel about this? I've like. i I've dealt with EA for a long time, to the point where I've kind of already lost two of my favorite studios to them. EA and, sorry, uh, Visceral and DICE. So I kind of see what's kind of going on, but what do you guys think? Uh, I'll go in real quick. So we're actually at the end of their 10-year deal that they actually head up with um, with Star Wars and stuff like that. So the real reason uh, cats going crazy. Uh, the real reason is <laughs> The reason why we're getting these games at all is because they have one year left and they have to announce something. And so they're announcing three projects that they're working on. And then after that, their deal's pretty much done. Really just a show face. So that way they can potentially work further with them. And I Mm -hmm. think that giving it to Respawn, which given your context of everything that you said, I think that it's in a much better place. Uh, at Respawn, given their history, well, their previous history before they even became Respawn, they were originally Call of Duty devs, um, mm-hmm. that then made Respawn. Originally, uh, Infinity Ward devs. Yes, Infinity Ward devs, which, uh, you know, made respawn and honestly made really solid splash with their first game Titanfall. I'm a huge fan of Titanfall two story. So the fact that we're getting something close to that from that dev, I'm very excited to see what they're going to do to push the star Wars forward because their first entry Jedi fallen order is a smash. Uh, if you are a fan of star Wars, you know, dark Soulsy S games, uh, it has some of that, but you can really play that game, um, as you go. And, um, I'm really excited to see what they do with different also genres for people. So it's not like, hey, we're not only focusing on first person for people who can't play first person games. We're going to try something else. And maybe this is more appealing and more accessible for some people. So Mm -hmm. we'll work with XCOM and hopefully do sort of like an up top down approach or however they decide. That to me is very exciting, the fact that they're branching out with these last three that is really tied to them because we also have Ubisoft has a Star Wars game and like Massive has a Star Wars game. So mm-hmm. we have many games coming and I'm excited that there's just going to be a wide branch of Star Wars because it's it's felt like they've done one game every three, four years. And I like Star Wars. I like playing Star Wars games and I need them now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you two?
3: Yeah, I'm uh again, I'm a big fan of Star Wars in general. Yeah. I think of all the studios to give it to, I yeah. mean, I feel like ReSpawn was a good choice. Uh, I totally get what you're saying though, where Yay does have this history of being like, You're our successful studio, here's a million projects, figure it out, and yeah. then they're no longer the one shining studio. Um so that you know that is a good place to be hesitant, but um, I'm not a first-person shooter kind of person. Um, I really enjoyed *Fallen Order*, so I'm excited to see more from that. Um, and I'm not a big *XCOM* fan, but I might I might check this out. But I I'm just really excited. I want to see this universe in new genres. I'm very excited for the deal to be up so we can see new studios working with this IP. And I think this is the start of a very successful future for Star Wars video games.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, like, for myself, I, I liked Fallen Order. I tried it for a little while. Like, I own it, and I was playing it for a bit, and I enjoyed it. But I think when I heard that there was going to be a Star Wars, like a XCOM-esque Star Wars game, I was just like, this is exactly what I want. Like, this is something that I can see myself playing because I love XCOM. Um, out of the four slash five of us, mm-hmm. um, I've played the most XCOM. And when it comes to turn-based games, that's just really up my alley. Even though, like, Fallen Order was great. The story, great. um. First-person shooters are 1,000% not my thing, Um, but XCOM has always been kind of something that I've just really enjoyed. Um, It is a really, really great series if you haven't checked it out already. Um, I think the first time I ever played XCOM, I sat down and was just like, eh, it's okay. And then the second time I played it, I played it for like, 12 to 13 hours straight because i was obsessed <laughs> um so <laughs> um having like i always loved star wars and now having like an XCOM star wars game i'm just like hell yeah this is exactly what i want so for me this is really exciting uh just because it's something that's a lot different than the other ips and the other types of games that they've released over the years so Also, it's really great for people who have motion sickness issues and that is right up my alley. So I think it's going to be really great to have like some um, like a little bit more strategy and have to like really think out your teams. If they play almost the same way that an XCOM game does, that would mean that you have to like think out your team beforehand, try to think like, okay, when it comes to like things like coverage and which I'm kind of interested to see how that works. Um, depending on what characters that we actually get to play with or who gets to be on your team um, and et cetera, which now even talking about this now makes me really want to play XCOM. So I might Mm -hmm. actually redownload it this weekend and and play it. Um, Instead of
2: playing XCOM, may I suggest one of the other masterpieces in the strategy game, uh, Pantheon, and that is Mario and Rabbit's ma- <laughs> magic. Oh my engine. god. Anyway, no, um, no, 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 see. no, no, no. Hold on. I'm being very serious about that. And I know you're being serious. Okay, no, let's, see. That, let's that, hear that, it. The game is really fantastic, and I know that you're yeah. making fun of it the rabbits, but the game itself is actually a solid XCOM like. In that sense and honestly it's given me more opportunities to enjoy the the genre of the ser- of the game because yeah. i went from playing that to then the gears of war tactics game and had that muscle memory from playing one to brought over to the other so i'm just saying in terms of games this is excites me that now i'm getting one in star wars
0: yeah no for sure no? no and i've heard the same thing i've heard mario robbins is a really great game yeah. um, for strategy um turn based Always on sale. I'm- I, and yeah it's always on sale also like the reason why i want to go back and play xcom is i want to finish um xcom 2 i was playing it and then i got distracted by other games so i'd like to go back from the beginning play through xcom 2 so i can play the kind of like pre-sequel that came out later on yeah i can't yeah. remember that yeah. what you're talking about yeah, oh. yeah. so yeah
2: i had that to, I have it. um P, yeah, I just have one more question for sure. you. Uh, while we're on the topic of XCOM, uh, what do you want to see out of a Star Wars XCOM game? Like, what do you? What are some things that you want to see in terms of gameplay, in terms of story, in terms of how it plays? Just hit me with what you what you think a XCOM Star Wars game should have in order to be successful.
0: Honestly, I'm going to like if I had to think like, okay, what would be kind of like the best storyline currently, at least like in media what would be the best kind of like story arc i would see probably the mandalorian having like things like bounty hunters and having the shootouts and having those options because even though it's like obviously space theme um mandalorian has always been kind of like at least um presented as almost like a sci-fi like cowboy kind of like have a obviously a, you have a gun you have to produce some protection but i can only imagine having to like go into a cantina with your team with your squad and try to think like okay i need to hide behind this table and be able if i like look around this table i have to like i have a 50% shot of hitting this person behind a pillar and stuff like that so i would absolutely love something like that i think it would be really great to have a mando like it doesn't even need to be specifically mando it could be like another bounty hunter or it could it, be something even based off of like yeah. things like
2: battles on mandalore i can definitely see it yeah like i, I could simply see it yeah. like and, each mission being like hey there's a target in this spot you start here how do you get to point b strategically whether you want to go loud whether you want to go thing i could see that it looks that yeah. sounds pretty good
0: or even like hiring like okay you have like a essentially a den of mandalorians which mandalorians are you going to specifically take and what type of weapon Because at least with XCOM, you have to select, like, okay, there's, like, the tank that has, like, essentially the big missile, like, um, bazooka, or you have, like, the strategic, like, sniper that you have to place on the other side of the map, and... Stuff like that, like, I would really like to see, and so I'm hoping that they kind of, like, introduce that a little bit, um, at least, because that's kind of something that I've always enjoyed with XCOM as well, because you got to, like, select a specific person, you got to, like, level them up, at least with XCOM themselves, that you can select, like, okay, there's a person that's a sharpshooter, and then you, like, can actually balance out, like, what type of sharpshooter they are, so it would be cool to see that, Um, I'm not... I'm not looking for an exact clone from XCOM to mm-hmm. Star Wars, but at least having those types of aspects, because I think there would be some th- something really cool. Like, okay, we went on a mission and we got specifically this type of steel. So then the like the Mandalorians can like melt it down and then actually make a new piece of gear or something like that, because that was something that was introduced in the Mandalorian. So I think that would be kind of a cool way to like boost up your team in a way. Build up so, your best
2: car. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. Yeah.
2: Alright. Um, I know we talked about Fallen Order earlier, but I just want to glance over it one more time. What do we want to see out of a sequel for Fallen Order? Um, I know I've, I've, I've aired my grievances there so you probably already know what I'm going to say, but I'm going to hand it off to Sly. Sly, what do you want to see out of a sequel for Fallen Order?
3: Um, That's a good question. I, I played Fallen Order on Game Pass yeah. last summer i think mm-hmm. um and i really enjoyed it. it it felt a bit out of date it was a little janky i felt like which is probably a hot take but um <laughs> it, it didn't it just didn't feel super smooth to me so i just hope it's you know a little more updated in like character animation and that kind of stuff which obviously a new game is always going to try to be uh, new and improved. Um, as mm-hmm. far as story, I have I have no idea where they want to go with that. Um, but I like I really enjoyed it, so like I think I'll like whatever the story they give me. Right. Yeah, as
2: long as they give me um, more of uh, Sister Mirren, I'm happy. Um, right. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Midnight, what are they called Midnight Sisters or something like that. That's another uh, I think like, I, I, you might be right on that. I I haven't played the game in a long time, so I'm not sure. I, I barely remember even. Yeah. I barely even remember the name Mirren. <laughs> <laughs> I uh yeah, 100% cuz that was wonderful. Uh I'm interested because where we leave off with that character, right? Uh he's set on a journey that is supposedly has this device that will show him the way to find other Jedi like him. And this takes place in between Revenge of the Sith and before Rogue One, even. Yeah, and codexed of every force sensitive, like force sensitive, Padawan like person that could be in the whole universe, apparently. Yes, which is a really interesting deal because we know early on, well, as far as we know, those people are nowhere to be found in Star Wars and Cal is, has not been involved in any major events. So mm-hmm. what happened to that story and what happened to maybe even that device? And maybe that's the journey he has to go on is the fact that the device itself gets ruined and he has to come with that. He's not going to be able to find his people and he's going to have to do something else. I'm, I'm curious of like how that journey is going to go and the team that you have already there, which I, I already love every single one of them. Um, I'm very curious how it's going to expand the world in that space and time, very much how uh, Mandalorian is doing that and also Book of Boba. So I think it's an interesting place to be put and where the stories can tell because I know people really want to see also live action version of him too. But, you know, we'll see. (laughs) Yeah. If anything, Star Wars has taught us at this point that Jedi are not necessarily dead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No body, no, no, no death at this point.
3: The thing with Star Wars, like I've I've been such a fan of Star Wars since I was a very small child, like some of my first memories looking back are Star Wars. And I just anything Star Wars adjacent I consume, I just want to enjoy. it. I don't necessarily need it to tie in with like horror movies Mm -hmm. like I love the like expanded universe like books and stuff. And I can enjoy that without it being, you know, tied into the original stories. I just, there's such a special universe that's been created here. And just give people the chance to play around in it. And don't try to, like, focus everything on the movies. Like, I, we've seen enough of the one family. Like, give us more stories. Yeah, we've seen enough of Skywalkers.
2: Just stop already. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I, I don't I don't necessarily want all of my Star Wars to tie together. I want all of the random out there stories. Give me mythologies from the different planets. Like I just give me more Star Wars. Don't try to make it the Skywalker saga, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think the only thing I want to see out of a Fallen Order sequel at this point is just tighten up the gameplay. That's it the gameplay is really good um the the combat's really good like mario said earlier it's very dark souls esque but to be called dark souls esque there's a certain level of kind of quality you have to hit and fallen order at least playing on like the hardest difficulty you can definitely tell there's definitely cracks in the armor there um there's definitely times where block doesn't work or rolling doesn't work or you hit something and it doesn't register hits those are fine and i and i'm i'm willing to give respawn the benefit of the doubt that this is your first time doing a foray into a game like that you have the groundwork just tighten it up a little bit and i guarantee you this game would be perfect uh maybe adding more combat styles like i know they add like just adding different types of Jedi styles that you can maybe have Cal do. I know there's like, you know, the reverse grip, you know, like, like, like we've seen a lot in like the force unleashed. Uh, I don't remember, but I think they added the two bladed saber in fallen order that you can just use. Right. Yeah. 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 So like adding other saber styles throughout, like, you know, star Wars lore and stuff like that and having different ways for Cal to actually have combat would be cool. Um, maybe more style switching, like you know in mid combat like if i wanted to switch from maybe a two-handed like a two-handed saber to like you know uh to spear to like one-handed to like a reverse grip then that should be that should be really fun to do they do have i know they do but i would like to see it better Better like way better done because that's like like, more of like devil may cry yeah that's late game edition it's very late game it's it's not as intuitive to do in mid combat as it would like doing like pressing left on the d-pad and you're now a swordsman in devil may cry for example right yes um, doing stuff like that and, and Just quality of life changes They've already had good groundwork, I guarantee you They're gonna make this next story really well And that's all I could really hope for Is just better, better, more tight gameplay Um But on that note, um One last thing, uh, so there was A Star Wars FPS announced As well, I know not everybody here Is super hard into FPS's Uh, but for the few that are Um I already kind of have an idea what this is, but Mario, what do you want to see out of a Star Wars FPS? Well, I am also a a fan of frames per second. Uh, No, I'm kidding. First person shooters. Uh, Of course, we got a couple of these in the past. Um, Mm -hmm. Some of them on the Nintendo 64. One Uh, very notable one that people really want back, but of course there is Republic Commando. Exactly. I, and I'm curious how they'll be able to do this. Because these characters right now have a season two coming out. But I really think that they should do Republic Commando again. Except mm-hmm. it is the Bad Batch, which has introduced in the uh, Clone War series. Uh, and they have their own little show. And I really love them. They're very similar to like... Uh, well, some of those characters are from Republic Commando, if I'm not mistaken. No, they're all new characters. That's not what I was told when, uh, when, they, when they announced the, that. None of the main... Characters that are in Bad Batch are not in there. There's other characters like Rex, maybe, but they're those came way later. They're they're all brand new yeah. from Dave Filoni, for Star as I'm concerned. Okay, I mean, I, when I, when Bad Batch was announced, people were like, oh, those are the Republic, like some of those characters are, Republic, are Republic. Commandos. They are so. Republic Commandos, but they're not in the mm-hmm. game. So I'm saying, but I want this specific team because really, what they are is your ragtag team of '80s uh, action heroes all teamed up together and that's what's fun about them, is they're very much like, one's a snake Plissken, one's very much like some guy from Predator. Like they're really the team from Predator, is the best way to describe it. Um, but they also have a other character with them, I don't want to spoil, that I think could add a lot of levity to their story if they go first person. And I think it'd be fun to be able to swap in and out between the different abilities of the characters um, and to be able to select you know their different weapons. Uh, that's just the game that I want, but you know, there's other people that obviously would think the opposite as well. Um, and you can set this yeah. during Clone Wars, you can set this afterwards too. I'm very curious how they could do it. I would like to see, uh, uh, just to latch onto that, I would like to see them do another Republic Commando game. Um, obviously, I would lo- I, if I could have my way, I would love for them to do one in different time periods of Star Wars. So the story takes place it starts in one spot where maybe like you, you know before the order 66 stuff and everything like that during the clone wars post order 66 or during order 66 post and then farther down the road to end the game um i just i would love to see like you know the heyday of the of the republic commandos maybe where they started from uh kind of the more shady stuff that was going on during order 66 where some of them weren't killing jedi some of them were letting them live some of them were doing that whatever the case the post stuff where they all just kind of became renegades and they kind of went their separate ways whether they want to stay with the empire or not and then the further stuff uh which i'm guessing is where bad batch is kind of at right i, I haven't watched bad batch, so bad I'm not batch sure. uh is literally right after order uh 66. so yeah so there's there's a part in that then there you could probably use based on current disney lore but yeah, yeah I, I would love to see more of that and i would love to see like you know what happens to what's going on with the republic commandos during the luke skywalker stuff in like the force awakens and like all of that like where are they at you know what i mean because they they they're supposed to have a short shelf life but i don't know i'm not too sure how that necessarily works with some clones because we've seen some clones live way farther than their expiration date at this point so yeah um who knows? But I would love to see another Republic Commando. That game was really fun in the day. Uh, even on even modern, if you want to go back and play it now, it's on Steam. It's still a blast to play. Um, definitely some cool Star Wars lore there. Um nice. anything else anybody from uh from this EA uh announcement bomb. Other than I really hope for the best. I mean, that's all I can really say. I think they have the talent behind it. I'm very curious yeah. about the execution and work going forward. And I care more about these games than I do for the David Cage game that's coming out. Oh, yeah. I don't give a shit less about the David Cage game that's coming out. So that makes what four they're working on four games right now let's say hypothetically they're not working on titanfall at all you know they've said they the titanfall still in their heads uh that's four games and apex Respawn's working on right now because yeah. remember apex is yeah. still going strong so they're still working on apex i don't know maybe it's like a small skeleton crew working on that right now but apex was the second most searched thing on twitter all of last yeah. year for gaming that's crazy yeah they've done a good job they've done a good job keeping their audience engaged um personally i'm not into the battle royale genre as much as i used to but i mean it's still alive and well in some cases whether it be fortnite or apex so they're definitely yes. they definitely have a lot in their plate right now uh not, now with it not hyperscape. With, <laughs> not hyperscape. <laughs> but uh we're just gonna run through these tidbits really quick uh there's not a lot of big ones here but if you guys have something to say during this please go ahead and say it uh interrupt the shit out of me if you have to <laughs> Um, our first article, uh, our first tidbit, comes from GamesIndustry.biz's James Bachelor Sega exits the arcade business after fix, fifty-six years. This to me is absolutely Rest in insane. Rest in peace, man. Rest in peace. Um, this is so sad. What are you gonna do with new Yakuza games where you can't go in the Sega arcade areas? That's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> oh, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot. I was like, "What does this have to do? What does this have to do with Yakuza?" I was like, "Yeah, that's right. There is our little arcade areas you can go to in Yakuza and play old yeah. Sega games." um no it's just a uh, man it, it, in a way it's like i hate to obviously say the thing same thing everybody else is gonna say which is end of an era yeah but it, it really is it, it really it's really insane that we're finally starting to get to the point where like you know those old companies are just like you know what the stuff that re- we really built our company on is just not profitable anymore and there's no reason to really make it i which truly really cares i no 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 i don't think it's that i truly believe it's COVID. Covid is the one thing. What is the one thing you can't do? You can't go to the arcade to play the games and put money in the corners. And yeah. this sucks because in Japanese culture, yeah, exactly. Like in Japanese culture, their arcades are everywhere, and I feel they're str- must be struggling during this period. Which, I, depending on how they're doing, while well COVID, yeah. right the arcade thing's a little bit different when the when the arcades you're seeing in most of these arcade parlors are just um, oh fuck I, the, the the name is. I just lost. Dance Dance Revolution? Um, Is that what you're going to say? No, it's, um, Fee, you know what I'm talking about the little gambling machines. Pachinko machines? Pachinko machines. Yeah, most of these things are just filled with pachinko machines now. That's why Konami is still making pachinko machines because it's profitable. Uh, Sega, I don't think makes a lot of pachinko machines. I could be wrong on that. I didn't do research on what Sega makes in terms of like other stuff, but I mean, I think the market for old school arcade game stuff is just not there anymore when your businesses are just getting populated by pachinko machines if you're a business owner at an arcade why would you want something like an old school sega uh racing racing game or something that's going to bring like drive a lot of profit in a pachinko machine it makes no sense it, it would make sense to drive out those old arcade machines
0: oh found some information give us on in resort um, in like actually funny enough, um, Sega Sami splits video games and pachinko machines into separate companies. This was actually from Game Biz um like industry.biz last year got it around this time interesting so essentially at that point what they did was they split the two companies together and now they're just closing the video um like probably like at this point the arcade section but i don't know if that also means that that's going to affect the actual video game aspect because pachinko machines are still going crazy there
2: yeah those that's what's filling up arcade rooms right now is pachinko machines
0: yeah um, for Which people why? who aren't aware of what um, pachinko machines are, they are essentially video games that you can play in specific areas in Japan. You get, um, you go um, with your prizes up to the person concession stand or whatever that might be. They give you items, you go down the street and then you can trade them in for money.
2: Mm-hmm. It's essentially kind of like the the reason why it, that sounds so like why would you have to do all those steps is because Jap- the Japanese culture does not like gambling. gambling it's their way of getting legal. around it. Gambling yeah.
0: is very legal. It's their means.
2: it's their way of getting around it and gambling is hyper or gambling is hyper popular in Japan through Pachinka machines.
0: But it's not gambling.
2: It's not it's gambling.
0: Not Does no. it doesn't count? Not no. gambling. No.
2: Yeah. It, it sucks i i, I again it, it sucks cuz like in my head uh, that's exactly what i thought was just like hey they're giving up gaming for the obvious you know money making route which is pachinko machines and it sucks you know what i mean we've lost cool titles to this because of you know pachinko machines we lost metal gear and silent hill because of this basically um uh, so uh yeah that's uh that sucks it's an end of an era but you know Company, I, I you can't also blame a company for wanting to drive profits in certain areas that are very profitable. Yeah. Um, I can't blame them there. They got to make their money somehow. Especially Sega, because other than Sonic and Yakuza and uh, Persona, they really didn't got much else anymore. Get in that NFT um, business, you know what I'm saying? And I, get the NFT pachinko machines. Watch. <laughs> Mark my words, it's happening. Uh our next tidbit comes from IGN's Jared Moore. Uncharted devs seem to want to make another sequel. It's a world we want to see more of. Uh I'm surprised that this is even coming up personally, because I would expect them to make another sequel anyway. Either though Uncharted 4 ends the way it does, it's very obvious that they're not just this is this is an IP. Sony is no Sony is not gonna let them not make another Uncharted game at at any point.
0: There's a movie coming out, obviously. It's a there's movie a movie coming game. out next (laughs) like it is literally (laughs) i want them to
3: take this world and pick like a random character like very small so you see him once give that character a game like random small minor i want them to flesh out this world
0: zombie number five from
3: story we got one Zombie. story right like
0: i think I, a, I
3: think it's a great world for them to play around with but i like does it does it need to be about nathan drake <laughs> is the question i
2: personally want his daughter's story and her oh, continuing oh, love oh. for it no because then it keeps nathan drake in the story and she could he could become the new sully and i think I know, that I would be fun however that's, however that's what they basically tease at the end of Uncharted four. of course of course however uh, Nadine and uh, oh my god, I can't believe I forgot her name. She's Claudia. She, Claudia Black's the actress. That game is awesome. So I think that if we do more in that direction, I'm all about all yeah. about that's where That's where oh. I'm like, I agree with you there. I 100% Nadine and whatever her name is off the top of my head. I, it's late. I'm, I'm losing names exactly. here. Or Sully and Nate's brother. I would like those two. Just don't give me 10-year-old Laura Croft. I don't want it.
0: She wouldn't Let's be ten. She'd be, it'd be older.
2: it would be later. She'd be like fifteen years old. I don't care. I don't want that game. That game sounds the, boring. I
0: don't. I don't know. The last time we saw a man who ended up having a child oh, with yeah. one of the girls' side characters from their series, who decided to also become an adventurer, and they decided to go to South America, and then we don't talk about that film because it was not great. Um, I think that was a Wait, great. What example is this reference of- to? um it is referenced to a movie um <laughs> <laughs> As we don't talk about it we don't talk we don't talk about that we like don't talk just like we do about bruno me. we don't talk about that particular film um even some of the actors weren't particularly thrilled with the film itself so that for that reason um no i think that's a good in- like i i get that would be kind of cool but i think that there are definitely some characters that we grew to love during um uncharted that we could like see more focus on rather than Nathan Drake and his family. So
2: true. Yeah. Um
0: I'm
3: really coming out this episode anti-Skywalker, anti-Drake. <laughs> Anti-Drake. <laughs> nope. Fuck Drake. Uh,
2: you know, fuck the song Hotline Bling. You know what? Anti straight white no. male. Take it. Take that.
3: I mean, yeah, not? I'm not gonna disagree um, with that
2: anyway on that note uh our next article comes from polygons owen s good ubisoft executive angry gamers do not get nfts uh ubisoft actually got really pissy over the weekend because people are obviously backlashing because they're adding a lot of nfts to their uh nft stuff to their their lineup and everything like that and I just have to I like I, I thought about this before the podcast, and I just have to say this. In a world where Ubisoft listens to absolutely everything that their audience wants them to add into a video game, look just look at Siege. Literally everything under the rainbow is added on there. Um How is it that once they start asking how like how you generate money, you start being like, Oh yeah, you guys don't know what we're talking about? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you've listened to gamers on what, you, what, what to add to your video games for years, right? Maybe not 100% listen to them, but you've definitely listened to your forums a lot. Um, how is it that this is the one thing that you're like, yeah, you guys don't understand? To, to me, that just sounds like, well, as soon as you start tacking our money, then that's when you guys should shut up. There just hasn't been a good implementation of this technology that makes sense to me other than the one time that I was sort of agreeing with like, oh cool, digital artists can actually get paid for the work. But then at the same point, it's just like, well then everyone's making fucking monkey faces and like just give me a good implementation of why this works in video games and then maybe I'll consider it. But right now it's just all theoretical until I see something cool. Yeah, it's just a lot of nickel and diming from coming from a company that already nickels and dimes the shit out of you. Uh, With literally everything. You try to play a Ubisoft game. You see one skin that you like. It's probably $5. On day one. When the game just came out.
3: I don't get NFTs. And I'm not angry. So
0: fuck you.
2: Okay. Take that Ubisoft.
0: (laughs) Honestly as someone who likes to try to keep up with tech. I don't understand NFTs, and I do digital art. and I, I don't understand NFTs, NFTs generate
2: revenue. That's my. I'll thing. send you a video. You'll understand you it You place afterwards. it
0: onto the, a specific place. You make, apparently, a bunch of money that doesn't exist because you can't withdraw that much money because then you would, like, essentially, like, destroy, like, I don't know. Space-time continuum. Space-time continuum, mm-hmm, apparently. Mm-hmm. And then people are getting upset, and people don't like NFTs because then you're essentially a sellout. And then they have things like Jimmy Fallon and Paris Hilton talking about NF- their own F- NFTs for a long period of time on a talk show, and that's what happens. Apparently, well, I don't know.
3: I, the biggest, the biggest problem I've seen is people abusing the system, where um, people who are not opting into the system, their work has ended up being in NFTs yeah. and like that you know, people not getting credit. Like, I get that. I get that that's a problem. I just, like, it's the big thing right now. Of course, people are going to want to put it in games. But, like, if your audience is saying you're not doing it well, that's not because they don't get it. It's because you're not doing it well. Like, it's not even that
2: they're not well. doing it well. The audience just doesn't want it. Period. Uh-huh. We don't want to be nickeled and dimed on something that they've already been nickeled and dimed on. Um, But on that note... Uh, Speaking of things that people don't get, Ubisoft doesn't know how to, doesn't get how to make a good video game. Uh, This comes from the gamers Joshua Robertson. Hyperscape shut down in April 18th, months since launch. Uh, 18 months since launch uh yeah no if you guys remember hyperscape came out uh about a year and a half ago or about a year and uh some t- some change ago uh nobody remembers it because it came out of the time where ubisoft just said hey everybody's doing a battle royale i guess we have to do one as well so let's make the most weirdest battle royale we can possibly make and it not be fun whatsoever and nobody played it and everybody dropped off the only people who were playing it were people who were paid to play it so they just lost money at that point quick 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 thing uh first of all i was not paid to play thank you for saying that i had to to play i played it early because this is one of the first big events i got to do which was uh play with a bunch of press people and i was like this is interesting this is not going to go anywhere and sure enough 18 months later exactly that this is yeah i'm more talking about the streamers who were paid to play it it was very obvious how every streamer all of a sudden wanted to play this new game called hyperscape they looked, so, looked like they were having so much fun playing it. Yay! Go back and look at the footage. They looked like they were dying. Um, yeah, no. Uh, good good riddance. Uh, stop making games that are just the same thing as other people and not realizing why those games were successful in the first place. Um, does anybody have any other experience with Hyperscape? No? I played it like once. It was terrible.
0: Um, uh, I just found out what Hyperscape was. That was essentially the all I can add to this was I googled it. And I found out what hyperscape was. It sounds like a disease, yeah.
2: right? Like you just, I got the hyperscapes. <laughs> gotta get, it sounds I got like the hyperscapes. something.
0: that's just like I was uploaded what? to the hyperscape. Like that's what it sounds that's like. Mostly what I was. Thinking. Yeah, like I got mm-hmm. uploaded it's to the like hyperscape. The metaverse. The <laughs> hyperscape. I'm entering the hyperscape. <laughs> Give like me a how second.
3: Mario immediately went
0: disease. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like I some.
3: Just
0: it I got the like scapes, something you was said, know? Like that was Scapies. said in like the Matrix. It's it's just like we have to upload our um like. Like in, like intelligence into the hyperscape, and this is like no,
2: no. No. Sounds like a sequel to Chalk Zone, but set in the fucking hyperscape. No. Anyway, um, of but there's sequels. no redemption for this game. But speaking of things that have possible redemption, uh, this comes from Deadline's Mike Fleming Jr. New line moving forward with Mortal Kombat sequel. Moon Knight scribe Jeremy Slater scripting. I think there's only one person who's actually excited about this considering uh, how I think we've watched Mortal Kombat in the discord together and we didn't really have did. very kind things to say about it no. but uh, Mario I'm going to let you talk on this because uh, I can really give a shit less but there is a possible redemption arc for this series and you seem to be latching onto that so please listen we we every good anime is only good when it gets to the tournament arc and uh, that's what we need for this this is why I'm very excited for the sequel uh... <laughs> <laughs> like <piece> he's just like <laughs> the tournament arcs usually the, like the the one arc before the good arc usually. So it's just like man, I know. Turn, every like, turn, mm. every good anime every, every, good, like every good anime has an as a uh, Termin arc, and you know what? You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. Uh but yes, uh finally we're moving forward. I was scared because I was like, okay, we're not gonna continue this world because there are elements in this mo- in the first movie that I think are generally cool, and I wanna see them continue, specifically certain castings I thought were good. Granted, I don't need it to be perfect. I just need it to be fun, and I think I've had my fun in the first one. There are elements that they've added to the lore that doesn't need to be there, but all right, cool. I'm curious how that's going to carry on forward. There are some fun oh. teases that are hopefully coming in. Hopefully, uh, I get a wrestler playing Johnny uh, uh, Johnny Cage. That'd be cool. Um, play by The Miz. It'd be awesome. But otherwise have at it have fun that's all i can really say and i'm excited to see more characters because cabal looked amazing make more characters like cabal <laughs> that's all i'm yeah. asking i would i always wondered with this with this movie how much involvement this uh, never 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 i was gonna call him never soft uh, nether realm nether realm has had uh with in with making the movie because i know if you have a usually if you have a, a successful version of anything whether it be from games to movies, games to TV shows, usually the studios involved in in a very big way. Um, I wonder if NetherRealm even gives a shit this movie's even being made. As we'll, we'll find, we'll find out. We'll find out. But they yeah. did. There was a lot of. I know that there's a lot of added shit to it, but there was a lot of like little love in there. Like, like in the background, if you were paying attention, you could see like the way that you do someone's fatality is like written on the wall. And I was like, that's kind of cool. But, um, yeah, I, I'm excited in the same way that I hope that we hear news for a sequel to resident evil. <laughs> I
0: don't think no, anybody wants that.
2: Nobody wants that. <laughs> I want it. I want it. I saw the movie. I oh, had a great time. God. I had a great time. I mean, I guess hot dog water can also have ham water right? to go with it as well. Um, but on that note, the last piece of news, and I think there's only one person in this room that actually gives a shit about this, because I think I'm the only one with a pre-order, but the Steam Deck is a this comes from Valve themselves. Steam Deck is launching February twenty-fifth. So in about six or seven days, Valve Valve Steam Deck is gonna be out in the wild. I won't get one until quarter two Have of this year. February
3: twenty fifth?
2: February, oh sorry my bad i looked at february 25th and i immediately looked up at the thing and was just like oh yeah we, we're, we're almost there no next month Not next month we'll month. be getting the same deck in about a month we'll be seeing how it runs i won't be getting one until quarter two of 2022 um that's if i have the 600 plus dollars i'm gonna need to have in my bank account in order to even buy it but uh yeah i mean we'll, we'll finally start seeing these in the wild if you haven't already seen on steam if you look at certain games uh i think one of them off the top of my head half life 2 um they're all getting updates to work on steam deck a little bit better better ui changes uh they say steam deck ready stuff like that so um if a game is ready for steam deck you're going to start seeing that on steam right now that it will work on a deck um except for but that's persona it for the news <laughs> except for persona 4 i don't know why persona persona 4 got mentioned in the article but i didn't see what, what it's because it's not was. compatible oh rip okay oh. well they'll probably fix that pretty soon um but on that note that is basically the news for this week like i said it was a very sparse week for news obviously i had to really kind of trim the bottom of the barrel to get everything but uh yeah hopefully next week we get some and get some really really big news
0: Woo! all right guys well that was the podcast thank you so much for hanging out with us today we'll start off with frank where can people find you
2: find me here at point in progress you can find me at twitter uh at frank v endwalker where i uh talk shit about video games and post rainbow six siege clips of me killing people in very funny different ways
0: nice and mario where can people find you
2: uh, you can find me always here at Point in Progress. You can find me at my Twitch channel, where you can find me doing weird stuff over there at That Mario But obviously, you can also find me at MC University where we do uh, episodes. Uh, we're a uh, mini-hiatus, mini but we'll get back to it soon.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And Sly, where can people
3: find you? You can find me everywhere on the internet at SlyclinMC. You can find me also on MC University when we that back up and you can find me on uh youtube and twitch at stark
0: radio nice and you guys can find me over at twitch.tv slash loranix um and this coming week you can check me out over on the game source network talking about stadia with jake and aaron um on speaking of stadia um on tuesday night and on Thursday you can also check me out over on penultimate conquest we are going to be talking about episode 78 and 79 of attack on titan boy howdy has it been nuts um so definitely make sure that if you have watched attack on titan season four part two that you check us out um if you haven't already i would not recommend watching the episode because one you might not understand what's going on and two major spoilers are going to be talked about so Mm -hmm. yeah um just make sure to check us out um everywhere that we talked about but thank you so much everybody i hope you guys have a great week and progress has been made
2: shout out to betty white We'll be right back. back.